Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm the OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts. Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. And with me is Josh Conrad. Travis Milton might be joining us in a few minutes. He's plating up something delicious in the kitchen. So we will see about that. We'll see what he's serving in the restaurant today. Josh what are you serving after the Jets' surprising, dare I say, stunning win over the uh, Houston Texans? Are, are, how are we feeling as, as we come out of this 300-yard passing day for, for Zach Wilson? I, I'm serving out. Sorry. 30 to 6. 30 to 6. No. Out. What? Unreal. Unreal, boys. Uh, I'm serving looks. I'm serving looks at uh, Eagle fans. I'm serving looks at uh, fans of teams that have high hopes and their team is yeah. falling apart. Riding Lions up in the fans neutral zone. you down. Like, yeah, I'm just serving looks zone. today. Yeah. Mm. yeah mm. Like, I, I, yeah, Chiefs fans. Like, I'm just, I'm serving looks today. That's, that's what's on the menu at, at Josh's Bistro is looks. Uh, I think, I think looks are well deserved. And, uh, but th- this is, this was such a crazy turn of events. I mean, let's, let's, just pace this through. I mean, everybody knows how we've gotten to here, but we are now in a situation going into the Texans game who look like a real contender in the South with this amazing rookie quarterback uh, who, you know, hasn't beaten the greatest teams to get to, you know, get to their, their current record uh, seven wins. But, but at the same time, looks looks like a second overall draft pick you know who should have been a first overall draft pick as opposed to a second overall draft pick who maybe should have been later anyway Mm -hmm. um you know it it seemed like after the five losses that led up to this one you know there's no chance for the jets against this team it's raining you know it it ends up you know it's basically every jets home game ever this year is a rain a rain on soon um the jets get in the middle of this nor'easter that you know starts the turf conditions are trash as they always are. The rain doesn't help matters, but you know, the first half was something. And then the second half, it, it kind of comes together. Zach has I, now I was flying back from New Jersey during the most of the first half of the game. So I didn't 
see much of the first half other than just kind of highlights. But it seems like two separate games. But regardless, Zach played probably the best he's played that we've ever seen him play. Um, great game. Great game. The defense, great game. That That's the sort of thing that we expected. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers, you know, could have could have played the entirety of a season. But if this win is a Rorschach test for for Jets fans, would would you agree with that? And then let's kind of talk through how the different um, groups look at this win and what what they do with it. Mm-hmm. But do you do you agree? Just kind of at a basis, this is like some sort oh, of Rorschach test. Hundred percent, yes. I, I think I think if you are a Jet fan who is holding out hope for the Zach Wilson reclamation project, um, then yesterday serves for you as like. See, like he can do it and he is that guy. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting clips in group chats that I'm in of his BYU highlights again. Like we're, we're going back <laughs> to like it is like this is, it's a, it's a mirror game. It is reflecting back to you, um, what, what is truly happening inside of you. Um, and then for, I think most of us, certainly for this podcast, but for the most of us, um, I think, I think yesterday is, is, it's just evidence of, of who Zach is that he's, he is a backup quarterback. Maybe, you know, I don't know where he'd rank in terms of, you know, backup quarterbacks across the league, but the, the number one attribute of backup quarterbacks is inconsistency. You're not a starting quarterback because you can't consistently deliver, um, week in and week out, um, high level of play at the quarterback position. So you're a backup and the nature of a backup is you might have three kind of okay games and one great game and then one terrible game. And then you're kind of back to middle of the pack. And so that is who Zach is. No one's saying he doesn't have any physical abilities or that he can't put together one game out of, out of a handful um, that looked like a gem. And listen, I'm happy for him. And that second half, he balled out like that looked like confident Zach that we all hoped he would be on a consistent basis. But the consistency is going to be the thing that seemingly is holding him back, at least at this point in his career. So the Rorschach test is definitely true. I think people that that week in, week out, live and die with this team are now this week going, OK, Zach could be the guy. We just got to build around him. Um, and I think the realists of Jet fans are going, uh, yeah, I awesome like that's awesome i love when my team wins um but i don't think that he can consistently put it together because evidence over three years now is that he cannot do this consistently um and that's just the nature of backup quarterback play right so you know like but there are people kind of in this rorschach mentality right i think if we and we agree to that like there are people who are saying like this is like robert sala has handcuffed him Every step of the way, you know, he second guessed himself. And I mean, look, there's a lot of reasons why he struggled this year and we've gone through them for weeks. I mean, this is now, you know, after week 13. So we've done this at least, you know, 13 times, what, 10, 13 times. But like, yes, the offensive line is starting to come together. Right. So, I mean, it's you can't you can't. It's hard not to talk about the quarterback play and not talk about the offensive line. That that's impossible. But you know, the, the group seems to be figuring it out, getting a little more healthy, playing better together. Um, but right to your point, the, the consistency, like that's my big thing. I'm so glad he did it. I'm so glad he had a good game. But when you think about like what was the storylines coming into this game this week, 
a week ago, we were talking about this on this podcast, right, where the news was coming out that Zach Wilson didn't want to play and people were trying to talk to him. And then, you know, who leaked the information to the press? And the next thing we know, Tim Boyle is gone, um, you know, out of the organization. And, you know, and then here we are, you know, Zach Wilson's about to play. And then a day or two before he he's playing, there's this idea of like he's hesitant to play because he's worried about injury and what would that do to him next year? And then we get a story that Robert Sala and the team are going to trade him after the offseason, which, you know, from a pure cap perspective, you know, if yeah. you're trying to figure out what to do at this position, if you if you care about saving dollars, trading Zach, we talked about this last week, right? It makes sense to do it, but you see a game like this and you say, eh, maybe he is worth. $11 million on our, on our roster, if we're going to see this. And so, and so like, so that leads us to this game. Like that's all the lead up to this game. And now we, but we have people saying like Robert Sala, you know, has been handcuffing him. And and while that might be true, and this week was a let it rip and Zach, you know, apparently told the team, look, I got nothing left to lose here. I'm just going to go out in a blaze of glory. Good for him. Right. And he's, he's just willing to say like, well, what are they going to do? bench me again like <laughs> i mean right like there's there's <laughs> nothing left for them there's no there's no you know there's no sticks and carrots right there's no sticks left for zach wilson that's going to make it happen so like to me i'm looking at the remainder of the season assuming that you know i'm assuming zach will play again is to your point about consistency like okay sol okay yes you're right uh, Mr. Sala has handcuffed Zach Wilson for, for three years or whatever. Like, cool. Now let's actually see if that's the case, right? Like what happens over the next couple weeks? Like, sure, we're not going to get a full season, you know, sample size. But at the same time, Josh, like this is only the second game where he's had a passer rating over 100 all year. Mm-hmm. And then like the next closest was 81.4 in the Buffalo win week one, everything else has been below that. The closest other game was the chargers game where he had an 80.6 rating. Right. So like everything else has been 70, 70s, 50s, 60s, 38 against Dallas. Like my point is consistency, right? If, 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 if Zach, if the story is true that Robert Sala has been hampering him all along well, we're going to find out if that's true or not based on the upcoming games. Would you agree with that? Like, I think you do based on your consistency comment. Yeah, for sure. I think there's there's nothing. I, I think Zach gets the rest of the starts. I do think that's that's probably true, barring injury. Um, maybe it is open up the playbook a little bit more. Like maybe there is a little bit more of a, you know, we are going to, you know, kind of, let you use these next four games to prove to us whether or not you should be on the roster next year. Um, and the the frustrating thing is it, it, it took, it took Zach to get to the point allegedly of what are they going to do? Bench me. I'm just going to let it rip for him to do what everyone's been kind of hoping that he could do. Um, which again, comes back to the original frustration we have with him, which is man, like this, that is, that is the nature of, of quarterbacking in this mm-hmm. league is that it shouldn't take you to a point of anger to perform at a high level. Um, because I don't know that you can conjure that same anger and frustration. I don't know what, um, you know, I, 
I don't feel like Robert Sala has handcuffed him. I don't feel like that has been, um, at least maybe you could talk about maybe this year. There's been, there was a little bit of hope of if Zach can game manage us in our running game and our defense can carry us. Um, but I, I think that's a little bit of just the nature of Robert Sala the last three years anyway. Um, I don't think that's unique to this season. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I, I fall in the camp again around the consistency. That is the biggest piece. That's the biggest question mark still for Zach is to figure out how do I do this at a consistently high level um, that allows me to, you know, not only build the trust of my coaching staff, but also the trust of the players on my team. Um, And if you're saying, I don't really want to go back in or now, what do I care? They're just going to cut me like that's, that is, that is high school and college stuff. That is not professional conversation. Um, And so that consistency and the maturity are the two things for me still that are lingering. And maybe over the next four weeks, they bear themselves out one way or another. Um, I think it, it, you know, if we are in quote garbage time of the season anyway, I don't know that I want to base a, contract extension for a guy based off garbage time play either. Um, I think we also fall into that as Jet fans. If the Jets go three and one in the next couple of weeks, time is a flat circle. We always have hope at the end of the season. Um, and then next year go in with high expectations and we fall flat on our face again. So I, I don't fall in the camp of extend him. I think $11 million is a lot for who, what will truly be again. You're, you're a backup quarterback that is not shown consistent play. Uh, to me, that guy is not worth $11 million in that role for us. Um, but who knows? It's the Jets. It's, it's Joe Douglas. I don't know that there's a trade out there that Joe's going to love for him anyway. Um, unless there's a team, I don't know, Minnesota, somebody else that feels like they they can, they can give Zach um, mm. more than what the Jets have given him. But um, no, at, at this point I would not be in extend him camp. And yes, I still think that it comes out to a question of consistency and maturity. Uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that, and you know we're going to get a chance to see it. But like watching the game, watching the second half unfold, uh, you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm having every thought, and we'll get to some more of those in a in a couple minutes. But um, you're seeing him play, and then you're seeing him get up at the podium and say the things he said, and you know, do all the right quote unquote right things for quarterback, which is you know praising everybody else you know, taking nothing on himself, just, just, you know, doing the things that he needed to do and, um, you know, just showering praise on everybody other than himself. And I mean, I would say largely this season, he's done everything right in, in terms of, you know, in front of the, in front of the microphones, he's, he's been great. And then you see this kind of a performance and then you see how, you know, after all the tumult over the last week, he comes out and he has these comments, right? Like uh, he doesn't use it as a chance, you know, bully pulpit or anything. He, he uses it the right way. The team clearly still believes in this guy. Right. And I mean, after that fumble in the second half, they're mm-hmm. driving, you know, everybody, all the leaders, you know, go over to him. Quinton went over to him. Sauce went over to him. Garrett went over to him. Yeah. Bruce, went, like everybody was over and they were, you know, patting him on the head or, you know, whatever you're saying, like, it's all right, man, we got you. We got you. And so it's like the team really does. Well, I don't know. I mean, it seems that, you know, at least when they know the the cameras of the world are watching, you know, they're, they're doing all the right things. And I, and I truly believe that that's sincere just based on how many people did it and the ways in which they did it. Like they, they, nobody had to do that. They, but they went straight to him and told him like, keep, keep your head up. 
which is awesome. So you see that and you say like, is this what it takes, right? It's that kind of old in every kind of movie where you have the training montage, right? Like the build them down or break them down to build them up thing, right? Like that, that precedes that or goes through that. Like, is that where we are? Like, that's what I was thinking as I was watching the second half of Sudo Josh. Like, has it come to basically just grinding him into dust to then bringing him back up and maybe he'll be that player? And mm. yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I think like, yeah, the nice thing is we're going to get an extended chance to see it. And I mean, gosh, you look at the Jets schedule, you know, they have, so they have remaining this coming week. They play the Dolphins in Miami. Then the commanders uh, come on up 95 to uh, to the Jets on Christmas Eve. And then on the 28th, the Jets travel out to Cleveland to play a team that's kind of, you know, playing well, but still searching for an identity. And then obviously last game of the season against the Patriots. So like, it's a solid little microcosm of like good teams like the Dolphins and the kind of the Browns and then some, you know, <laughs> mediocre-ish or bad teams like the Commanders and, you know, and the Patriots who, you know, who are, who are abysmal. Um, but yet won that game. And so it's like, we're going to get a chance to see, right. If Zach Wilson can put up and I'm not, you know, putting a specific number on it, like I was earlier with the hundred point, you know, quarterback rating, but like, if he can, if he can play well, if he can limit the interceptions, but he can throw some of those passes, um, you know, what did you think about, you know, some of the plays he made, like, what did you think about that one throw that was to, uh, to, to Garrett Wilson, um, kind of deep down the field. It was like for a first down, mm-hmm. uh, it was in the second half. It was like a really clutch throw, but it was like a little bit of a weird placement. Did you like kind of Garrett had to move back towards it? Like, mm-hmm. he, and he, cause, but he was like wheeling out to like the left side of the form, like outside of the line to the left. And he was kind of throwing back across his or throwing like, yeah, whatever back towards the middle of the field. Like it was one of those like, Oh no, like great play kind of plays. Mm-hmm. But like, did you have any moments with him where you were like, oh, man, here we go again? Or would you say that was probably the closest one? It was a great play, great catch, but still it was a little dicey. Were there any other moments as you kind of watched the game unfold that had you cringing? Because But there weren't many of them. There weren't many. As, no, as I, no. The, there was uh, there was the patented uh, – I forgot. It was later. It was a little bit later. Game might have been a little bit already decided – uh, he took he took another monster sack. Um, I can't remember which drive it was. Um, I think they might have still ended up with points because they yeah most, they got oh, a, so the drives in the second half ended it. up with points. Mm-hmm. Um, but that play specifically, the Garrett one again, like that's what good good receivers do. Like a good receiver will make an average quarterback look awesome. Um, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, um, and bad wide receiver play will make a bad wide receiver or bad quarterback look even worse. And so like anytime, like, you know, if a ball is thrown up, this is what we've all, all felt about Garrett Wilson, his first two years in the league is that as a guy, if you can get the ball up and get him in space, he's going to go make plays because it's just in, in his nature of who he is as a football player. Um, the frustration though is again, it's, it's, it's not a great throw from Zach. And, and you know, as we hopefully, grow as a franchise or become a team um, that's hopefully going to compete for something worthwhile at, at some point, you, you have to, you got to make plays. Like you have to throw the ball into places that are not college open, but they're NFL open. And that's, that's been the distance 
uh, that we have yet to see him fill or the gap that we've, we've yet to see him fill is it's not going to be two yards, six feet clear from a corner. It's going to be a foot and a half clear from a corner. And that's the actual NFL window. Um, and so I do see Zach sometimes still making those throws of, let me throw this as far away from a defender and hopefully to a place where my guy can go make a play um, rather than throw it into a tight window. Um, and it's, it's some of that decision-making. It's a little bit of the instinct, but um, I, I wanted to say one, one, one last thing, just kind of um, you talked about the fumble and all the guys coming over um, and everybody patting him on the head. And that's awesome. Like I, I agree. I don't think any of that is forced, but I do think that that is learned. I think that that's a learned behavior with Zach is that he needs that level of encouragement. I'm trying to remember which game it was the, Oh, which game was it? The KC, yeah, the KC game. Everybody just kind of hanging around his shoulders. End of the game. Um, that certainly felt like a moment where the guys had to come over because they know if if he loses any sort of his own confidence um, in in those moments, he might be a complete shell of himself. Um, and so I I don't know that I love that our quarterback needs that. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, yes to encouragement. Yes to positivity. Uh, these guys are all, you know, very young millennials or, or, you know, Gen Zers. And so there's a little bit probably more of a general culture of encouragement and supporting one another than it is in our generation, Brian. But I do think that there is a, uh, something to be desired still with Zach, that he still needs that level of pick me up encouragement. Um, that that's more telling that he needs it rather than the guys are doing it, if that makes sense to you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. We got to talk about something. So let, let's let's change it up a bit. But yes, it is. I, I 100% agree with you. Like, Brady or other quarterbacks are maybe going to proudly fume or throw their helmet or, you know, yell at the refs uh, when their, you know, terrible receiver lines up lines horribly up in the sides. neutral zone. Right. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. exactly. Like they're, they're going to do all that kind of stuff, but yes. So kind of needing that, like, keep your head up, pal. Like, you know, you, you get him again, champ, right? Like may, maybe that that's a little beta, beta soy boy stuff. I don't know, but uh, 
I'm not going to split hairs over it. He had a great day. Um, it's mm-hmm. good to see his teammates still have his back. But we, we got to talk about something. Since Travis is not here, I was hoping he would he would join us, and I'll still make him do this if he if he ends up joining us late. Um, but here was a text you <laughs> and a group of people got from Travis yesterday. I will read it verbatim. This is this during the game. This happened at three o'clock, so they must have been up. 17 to zero, mm-hmm. whatever the score was at that point, 17 points. Uh, quote, where the fuck is this shit been all year? Uh, exclamation <laughs> point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, unquote. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, Josh, where, where the fuck is this shit been all year? <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, that's the Gen X coming out in Trav as well. I love it. I yes, love our generations. Yes, yeah. Uh, even when we're happy, we're angry. That's my favorite marker of us as Gen Xers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so we were in a, you know, kind of, I, I, okay. So I was, I was at a family gathering family reunion in Northern Jersey over the weekend. I have a number. I'm one of very few Jets fans in my family, lots of Giants fans, and then like we have like a a, a new england contingent and so a number yes. of patriots fans and this so this was on saturday so the patriots had just beaten the steelers right uh yeah just beat the steelers on thursday, on, thir- yeah. on thursday night and there i am at the party like putting some fear uncertainty and doubt into my new england uh you know uh, family brethren uh, saying saying to them like you better watch out if the Jets lose out and then we face you guys on the final game of the season like you already own the tiebreaker against us um, if the Jets lose that game then like we could steal your second overall pick like and it was technically possible but highly unlikely um, and they were like what is that real and I was like that's absolutely real uh, so I, was, mm-hmm. I was freaking out, but, um, but now, so then, so, you know, it was fun to kind of be in that mode on Saturday and then to, you know, flip on the game at halftime and, you know, see what happens in the second half. And while I'm delighted by the wonderful play of my team, why did they choose to do this now? What is it about this week that the Jets were playing in this game that we saw Zach Wilson. Is it all the things, these storylines of, you know, his gunslinging nature, or is it something else? Is it the offensive line? Like, what is it that made this game become a win mm-hmm. for them when we were talking a week ago, like, oh, there's a couple stumbling blocks to losing out here. And, you know, boy, won't it be great to have Marvin Harrison. I literally got a text from Corey Griffin, like yesterday saying like, I had dream. This is yes. Uh, during the game, he was saying like I had dreams of Garrett Wilson and Marvin Harrison Jr. lining up together. Well, <laughs> I, I think those dreams might have gotten squashed if yeah. Jets won because they moved from where were they fifth or sixth place in Tankathon. Yeah, now they're yeah. tumbled down into ninth place, um, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right above the Chargers at ten. So, so are you going to answer Travis's question or not? <laughs> I would, I would also like to know where this has been. It's like finding something in your kitchen and you're like, where, like, I've been looking for this course group for four years. Yeah. Like, I have no idea why this thing was hidden behind 16 other spatulas. Um, I, I agree with Travis on that. I, I, um, the nature of this game, I don't know if it was so much the Jets as it was our opponent. I don't know the Texans inside and out. I do know that they seem to be in kind of crazy, wacky second half games. Their defense has not exactly 
been a stalwart mm-hmm. for them this season. They seem like they give up leads or uh, they go down and, you know, CJ Stroud leads them down to a field goal or a touchdown with 30 seconds left. And then their defense lets the opponent come down and kick another <laughs> field goal to tie it. Like it does seem like that sort of a defense that we were playing against. And so it didn't shock me that we, uh, in the second half, our offense looked better against their defense. I don't know if there's something telling about the Texans that seemingly most teams have also figured out about their defense um, at halftime of, of their games against them. But um, it does seem like they play better defensively in the first half and poorly in the second half. Um, I don't know if it's fatigue or depth. I have no idea. Um, but I, it didn't seem like our scheme changed other than um, – there was just a, it is raining and miserable out here. Like, screw it. Let's just, let's just go. Um, which is potentially true at halftime. Maybe there was a loosening of the playbook, but, um, I think it had way more to do with the defense we were playing than, than, um, than some of the, some of the actual, um, X's and O's that we were seeing coming from, uh, from Robert Solo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, uh, yeah, I think the line is just playing. I think you're right. Th- their defense is not necessarily uh, all there. I think that's I think that's totally fair. But right, I also think that um, yes, it was part of the just game situation, and and yeah, it, it worked out well. And then any chance, yeah, of Stroud coming back, you know, I mean, I don't think Quinn. Well, you know. Quentin Williams probably going to get a fine for that late hit or whatever that mm-hmm. uh, that hit knocked over CJ Stroud. But I mean, if you look at that play, um, and I think you, most even reasonable Texans fans, you know, as I kind of just looked around online on social media, like they understood, like that's not it's not on Quinnen. Like you know, he he kind of got pushed into the guy uh, by the by the Texans lineman. Um, and then, you know, I mean, unfortunately, CJ Stroud, who's, you know, such a great young player, you know, hits, you know, goes backwards, hits his head on the turf and is, you know, being monitored for concussion. So, right. Any mm-hmm. chance of coming back basically evaporate once CJ Stroud's out of out of the game. Um, you know, I, I was still like, well, you never know, like if he could, you know, get two quick scores or something. Uh, but it just wasn't happening. So, you know, I mean, defense played so well. And then, right, once Stroud was out of the game, unfortunately, there was just really no no shot at coming back. So mm-hmm. so where does that leave us? Now we're now we're in ninth place, right? Like, and we talked about this last week. Hey, wouldn't it be cool, you know, if they get to a, a great place where they, you know, can have more more things to do with their with their draft pick? But like it kind of I mean, you know, the tra- we will see how the draft plays out. And somebody always drops, so you never know who's who's going to be available when. But as it stands with the Jets, they'll have their first rounder. They'll lose their second rounder to Green Bay. Um, they'll have a third rounder. Maybe they make some trades. Maybe they get some other picks. But it's not going to look too different. But it feels to me, Josh, like if if they wind up around – somewhere closer to the 10th pick than to the third pick. Like some of the options are going to be made for them in terms of who they're going to be able to go after. Right. And what sort of strategy they're going to be able to take in the off season, right Mm -hmm. at the third pick or the whatever second, third, fourth pick, like, you have more optionality available. Do you go offensive lineman? Do you go Marvin Harrison? Do you go quarterback by the time you're in the ninth or eighth, ninth, 10th pick? there's less optionality, right? Like, so what do you think this, 
does this just mean, okay, they're going to double down. They're going to build the offensive line. If you had to guess today, you know, December 11th, this is going to post December 12th. If you had to guess what they'll do in the draft, what are they going to do with that first pick? Yeah, I think it's still going to be offensive line. I, I, I was going to say exactly what you said, which is it, it's, you know, I, I will always want the number one pick. Like, I'm never going to, you know, pretend that, oh, I'd rather be at seven. Um, mm-hmm. You want all the options on the table so you can take the guy that you want. Um, but if if the quote-unquote sexy names are gone um, and the Jets are sitting at seven or they're sitting at 11, whatever that ends up being, um, I do think that it's it the, the limited options um, – down to you know maybe one of the one of the two best offensive tackles that are available or um you know is there is there a you know a, an incredible tight end option like i like i i'd rather be in a brock bauer situation mm-hmm. with our current roster at nine than i would be honestly with drake may at two because like, i don't think that I don't think that this is let's just go draft another young quarterback year um i love marvin harrison i think he's going to be a great player as well but that also doesn't address the actual need of our team, which is the offensive line. And so that would be where I think Joe Douglas is going to go. Um, again, you are right that we're, we're still four weeks out. We don't know exactly where we're going to be picking. We also don't know combine and pro days and all that stuff, where guys are going to be falling, where they're going to be kind of slotted, what what spots they're going to be looking at. Are there trades available? Um, there's so many variables, but I do think that if we're if we're saying nothing else, the one thing we do know right now is the number one need of this team is offensive line. So my hope is that we are going to address that both in free agency and uh, and in the draft. Yeah, um, spinning it back up. There's been a, I think you're think you're exactly right, and people are going to say like, look, I get it. Like people are going to freak out about taking a tight end in the first round. And and those are kind of draft analytics people. And largely they're right. Largely they're right. Um, and I did not like the Kyle Pitts pick when he was picked a couple of years ago and where he was picked. Uh, and I, I do hope that the Jets draft an offensive lineman. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know a ton about college football, but here's what I do know. Brock Bowers is a yak monster, right? He is a mm-hmm. yak monster. And based, here's how it works. If you can find a, a tight end, if you, had, if you had one thing, if you said, Brian, you get one thing to measure a tight end, like a productive offensive weapon tight end for the NFL, you get one like metric to, to look at to make decisions off. The one metric I would look at is yards after the catch, right? That's mm-hmm. the one I would look at for the modern NFL. And that tells you, the kind of guys that are going to be the Sam Laportas, the the Travis Kelseys, the Dallas Goddards, like those types of players. And, you know, they, Kyle Pitts, even, you know, he's kind of on a weird offense right now for, for his skills and whatever. But, but the point is like, that's the guy that is mo- more than likely going to be the sort of big offensive weapon if you, you know, uh, Jeremy Ruckert is great, but he's a great pass blocker first. And he's, you know, maybe more Witten-esque or something like that, or Conklin-esque. He is this just kind of slipstream player, you know, getting free and running for 40 yards downfield. That's, you know, that's George Kittle. That's those type of players. So Brock Bowers, I, I think, might be one of the most slam dunky prospects that's come out in a long time in that regard. So 
um, interesting, compelling, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. And if he's available, you have to think about it or maybe right. Somebody else wants to come up and get him. But yeah, I think I'm defaulting to offensive line. If Bowers is there, it's a conversation. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you, you got to think about what, what this team is going to need next year. But I mean, the offensive line can play well when they're healthy, but the, that's the challenge, right? So um, yeah, another thing that's been interesting coming out of this game is there's a lot of talk in the press on a lot of people, quote unquote, save their jobs. Uh, what do you think about that? Did, did the coaching staff, "Quote unquote," save their jobs with that win yesterday. I, I, if Travis was here, he would say they their jobs were probably never in jeopardy. At least Robert Salas, um, he's going to be back. Um, I am, I'm getting a little nervous about Jeff Ulbrich probably getting some phone calls for some interviews this off season. I think the world of that guy. I think both he and a, a guy like Dan Quinn are going to get a lot of looks. Um, in some in some head coaching vacancies, um, that guy knows how to build a defense. Um. He knows how to get how to get his guys on a consistent level, playing really well. Um, I I I I think everybody's back. I I don't think Nat Hackett is coaching for his job. I think that that's secure as long as Aaron wants to be back next season. Um, you know, right, wrong, whatever. Um, I'm not a fan of it, but I do think that he's probably going to be back. That they're just going to punt on this year. It was they got four plays of this season that they expected, um, and then or three plays. Um, and then, and then everything fell apart. So I don't think that we're going to get massive shifts this year um, in coaching, other than maybe losing a Jeff Ulbrich. Um, and there's, you know, are, are there guys, you know, some of the positional coaches? Um, I'd love to see maybe an overhaul of our training staff. Um, I think mm-hmm. that there's there's some stuff going on training wise, at least strength and conditioning that uh, probably is is leaving a little bit of meat on the bone, as it were. So. <laughs> Um, I am hopeful that uh, we can we can address that area of our coaching staff, but I don't think. No, I don't. I don't know that this was saving someone's job. I think that's fun to write about, but I don't think it's an actual thing being talked about inside the building. Right. I think you're exactly right. I think if the calls were coming from outside the building, not inside the building, right? Like that's just effectively what was what was happening when it came to the coaching staff. So I'm 100 percent with you. A um, couple more things before we go. Um, DJ Reed and Sauce both had great games, but mm-hmm. DJ Reed in specific, like what a game. Um, and and yes, does this feel a bit like a wasted year? But wow, what a game he had. That pass breakup kind of along the far sideline was mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mean, his his game all game, uh, you know, his play all game was was phenomenal, but uh, you know, really fun to watch him, fun to think about, you know, right, with a good team. And with a lead, like what these guys could potentially do, and maybe we'll get a chance to see some of it in the stretch here. But, um, but yeah, like I, 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 I was watching him play yesterday, watching him, you know, pa- defense passes, and then I was just thinking about like, boy, this is going to be so sweet next year. Like I hope, I hope mm-hmm. he stays healthy. I hope he stays here. Right? I hope everything you know works out, and and we get the same kind of year we're getting from production out of these two guys uh, as we're currently getting. Because man, what what a special group. Um, and then lastly, like the other guy, I'm curious your thoughts on these two guys. So DJ Reed won and then Brees Hall. So, right, like didn't have a great game in terms of rushing. And, you know, that's largely a function of the offensive line. And we've been talking about that for the entirety of the season. But as we have talked about here, he had 88 receiving yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. on eight catches, right? Like that's the sort of thing that we need from him. 
if if you're not going to be able to you know bust through that line because the the offensive line is so bad, right? Like use him another way. So were you? Yeah, what did you think about what we saw from Brees Hall and DJ Reed on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, it was fun to see Brees in a little bit more of that dynamic running back um, kind of usage than than we've seen the 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 majority of this season, which has just been plow him into the line and hope he can <laughs> find and fight his way to six yards. Get those um, grind the yards, yeah, yeah, sh- shocking. Getting a dynamic. Uh, dual threat running back the ball in space leads to good things. So um, I'm hoping we do see more of that. Um, it has week in and week out. I just thought, man, he's a guy that should be getting at least five to seven targets a game um, on little wheel routes or whatever, because it just felt so natural for him uh, to be catching those balls and making those plays that he was making. So I'm hopeful that that's a, that's a sign of things to come. Uh, maybe it's another wrinkle that um, we can we can kind of press into a little bit, um, but yeah, I I I, um, I was a little concerned about his inability to run the ball. Maybe maybe the injury he's working he's dealing with is a little more pronounced. Um, the eighty eight receiving yards and touchdown would speak otherwise. But um, yeah, he he is he is great, and I I really really love having him on our team. Um, hopeful that we can see more of that next year, hopefully with a, even an improved offensive line ahead of him um, could mean that he turns into a really special player. Yeah. And I mean, we, we almost saw some Abanacanda there yesterday. <laughs> like what well, was it? Wasn't, wasn't many snaps and, you know, look, you know, he, he did what he could with what he had in, on the plays he had, but like, it was cool to see him come in there for a little bit. And then right to see Ruckert start to, um, ascend a little bit in this offense. I mean, Conklin is still the guy, uh, but mm-hmm. to see to see Rucker, you know, downfield blocking, blocking well all over, and then making a couple big catches, right? Like that was. Uh, it's fun to see. Like, okay, is this guy going to take the the next step next year? Like, is, this is going to be fun. Um, yeah, it, it was overall happy for the win. Bewildered because it's like, where did this come from? Um, <laughs> so my, my cousin and I were, <laughs> were, were laughing because, um, we're, we're laughing because, uh, he's, he's a Jets fan for, from Long Island and I hadn't seen him in a number of years. I would go to this family reunion over the weekend. And then like, I texted him on, we, we were laughing about the fact that, um, like we both know, like wherever we are, it's like a somewhere out there kind of thing. Where it's like wherever I am when I'm like crying about the Jets, like I know Matt's crying about the Jets too. Like, oh, it's a fivel situation, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 fivel, fivel from uh, American Tale. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but so we were texting, we were texting a little bit yesterday, and it was just like he's like, you know, what did it? Like our reconnection. Like that's what that's what uh you know you know destroyed the tank. And I was like, oh yeah, mm. that's probably it. That's that's it. Like we we reconnected, and and that's what did it. So everybody. I'm sorry. You can if you're if you're mad about the the tank tanking, you can blame myself and my cousin-in-law Matt. So so just blame blame the two of us. It's 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 our fault. Thanks but a lot, everybody, Matt. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks a lot. Uh, anyway, have a good have a good week. Um, the Jets are going to play the Dolphins. So big game, big game in Miami. We're going to get a chance to see if Zach can string. Two together, we need data points on a line. We do not need a you know up and down stock chart here. We need we need two points on a line. So let's see if we can get some consistency there. We will talk to you after that game. Looking forward to it. Have a great week.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.